Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. Hi, property sourcing profiteers. Anybody out there sourcing property for cash, this is the podcast for you. And uh, I just thought I'd share my thoughts on what's going on in the market currently today because I see a lot of property experts, all sorts of property people giving um, predictions of where they see the market going in 2021. Um I'm going to I'm not giving you predictions guys. I'm going to give you some hard on the ground facts about what I see now recording this middle of January 2021 right whenever you're listening to it. This is what's happening today so that you've got the facts and you've got it firm and you've got it fast and you've got it from me and uh this is exactly what I see. So the pandemic all the disruption in the economy. We've stuck at home again in the UK. Um, how do we run our businesses from there? Well, I'm going to produce a- a- other episodes for you for that, about what you can do and how you can do it, because we're not going to let this stop us, right? We- we're going to move on. Uh, but I see a lot of predictions about unemployment, about um, industry being so disrupted that there's going to be millions of people not being able to work that the effect on assets is going to be that they go down and then I see effect on assets is that they're they're going to be up and and money is going to be printed and uh, what that means we're all going to be poorer unless you've got assets when it's going to be richer and and pause okay so I am not an econo- economist. I'm not a, uh, an expert in those things. But I've been around a long time. Uh, I've been through downturns before. Plus, I've got 2020 vision on what's going on in the market, not only in my property business, but with all the deal packages that I work with out there. So I'm going to give you my thoughts, okay? Prices, it, property prices are going to fall. They are. And actually, I'm going to tell you specifically where property prices are going to fall. So you'll know where to look. Okay. Uh, I believe that property prices in those, in those places are going to fall by up to 25%. This is very bold, David. Very bold, brash statement. What do you, where are you going with this? What's going on? Okay. Full disclosure team. The prices are not going to drop 25% across the board. They're not, it's not going to be a national number. Okay. Um, I suspect there will be a dip in prices. And that's what I've seen in previous recessions, depressions, whatever it is that we're going into. Uh, no doubt we're all going to be poorer in some way. Okay. Going forward. Right. But prices are going to drop 25% for those vendors who have to sell. They have to sell. And they have to sell because they've lost control of their lives in that they are in employment and they've been made redundant and job vacancies are down. Job vacancies at the time of speaking are 60% lower than they were in April 2020. So whoever you are, whatever your skill set is, whatever your specialization is, there are less opportunities out there for employment. So employment is going, uh, unemployment is going to go up. 
there's just no escaping this. Uh, so the Bank of England's predictions were were pretty bleak. Uh, they pr- predicted a level of eight and a half percent of the working population being unemployed during 2021. That was in October 2020. They're now saying that that prediction appears to be on the low side. So when furlough runs out, when real world pressures kick in, what we're, what that means is there's going to be 3 million people out of work and looking for jobs. Out of work and looking for jobs. Uh, what does that mean? It means that when they were employed... Uh, at a decent salary, they were able to maintain their standard of living, and they may we we all do it right. We live, uh, we 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 manage our standard of living to match our salaries, right? That's what we do. There are very few people out there who save significantly. A lot of savers out there, but who save significantly for rainy days. And the, the rainy days, the storms are coming, boys and girls. They are. Okay, so with 3 million people out of work, some of those people, and you don't need 3 million, some of those people are going to have to sell their properties. Some of those people are going to be under pressure financially. Some of those people will have equity in their properties because of the growth over recent years. And so they are in a position to take a lowball offer for their properties. Um, And we have to go into this period Uh, with the mindset of win-win. So, yes, the pandemic is terrible uh, physically. Yes, it's going to be traumatic economically. Yes, people are going to suffer. But all we can do is try and mitigate people's suffering. And if unloading a property where they've got some equity um, means that people can continue to juggle all the balls they have to juggle in life until they can get their employment back again if we can help them then uh we we have to take that on guys because let's who's the truth if you don't help them if i don't help them someone else is going to try and help them okay so it's got it's got to be done so here's the headlines right i believe property prices are going to go down 25 percent where the in those key homes where people have lost their jobs haven't put enough money away for a rainy day, have got a bit of equity in their houses, and they got to get out because they can't maintain their standard of living. Okay, that's where. Now, how do you find those properties where they will accept a, 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 an offer 25% below what we believe is the open market value? Come back to that. Well, that's for another episode. Okay, but that's what I'm going to be talking about going forward. And if you want to know how to do that, you know, tune in every week on this podcast. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Okay, so what do I, what do you see, David, that tells you this is going to happen? How do you know this is going to happen? Okay, so two or three things, right? First of all, I'm getting stories from deal packages I work with all around the UK that they're starting to see it happen now. I'm going to reinforce that in that during December in my own deal packaging business, we sourced and sold, right? One is actually gone through legals. One is going through legals now. Two properties in and around London, inside the M25, one of which was 25% below market value. The other one was 33% below the market value. Uh, now, they both need some 
tarting up. They need a bit of um, cosmetic upgrade. But there's no, you know, 10, 15 grand would kill it in each of them, right? So I'm talking about hand on heart, 25%, 33% below market value deals. Unthinkable. Unthinkable six months ago, even four months ago. Unthinkable. When we were hearing during the summer, oh, Dave, I can't find a deal. Can't the market is so hot. It's, dar- it's hot. It's darn hot. Sizzling, right? Um, can't, can't make an offer. People are paying over the top. Okay, so let's just unwind that a little bit. And maybe that's been your experience. Properties coming to the market, no offers being accepted, people paying over asking for properties all the way through summer and autumn 2020. But here's the truth, guys. How many of those deals actually went through as agreed? Some will have done. But what I've seen in my deal packaging practice is that six, eight weeks after those prices were agreed, Uh, The lenders didn't feel quite so bullish about the numbers that were agreed. And um, the purchaser was unable to secure the lending that they required to make the purchase. So it all ground to a halt, guys, right? Those properties are now back on the market. uh, And accepting offers in our business, right? Offers we made back in January and February 2020, pre-COVID, right? At that time, those offers were turned down. In November and December 2020, those offers were now being accepted. We're getting phone calls saying, David, you remember, you went to see this. Is is your offer still good? Well, we'll have a look at the numbers. We'll come back to you, okay? Um, Let's just talk about the two London deals because it's very unusual. Very unusual, A, for me to operate in London, but they just fell in my lap, right? And secondly, let's let's just crunch those numbers because I've glibly stood here Actually, I'm sitting. I've gladly sat here and said to you, 25%, 33%. What does that mean, Dave? What does that mean? Okay, so just to define this for you, a RICS valuer, a RICS qualified valuer valued the value of those properties, not the asking price. So a £400,000 apartment, in South London, right, two-bed apartment, plenty of them around, right, with a RICS value at 400k, we secured at 300k. So the value, the 400k value, was not some deal sourcer somewhere that you find out there in the property world with a finger-in-the-air type valuation. No, no, no. This was a RICS, RICS valuer valuation. Exactly the same with the other property in London where we got a 33% hand-on-heart reduction in the price. That is why I'm feeling bold enough to say to you, we bought, we, we bought our investors bought property inside the M25 for 25% BMV, 33% BMV, even though 12 months ago I would have said that was basically unachievable. Very difficult. Very difficult, and you'd have to bend the numbers a bit to make that work. So this is happening now. It's happening today. Why is it happening today? Because we glibly say, let me explain, we we glibly say that property is a people business, right? It's a people business, right? But what that means, it means a lot of things. What that means in this circumstance is the vendor had to sell. The vendor had to get rid. The vendor had to move on with their lives. It's all about the vendors, not about the property. And we're going to see more and more of this 
Looping back to my opening comments about employment in the nation, we're going to see more and more of this as furlough unwinds, as the brick wall that is coming towards employed people in this country uh, gets closer and closer and closer, as we get to the point, as per the Bank of England, where 8.5% of the working population, that's 3 million people, are out of work and cannot find work. Wow. So, here's where we are. This is where I think is going on. This is what I know, I know is going on today. So, if we are going to find these sort of properties for our investors, how do we make sure not only that we get a discount for our investors, but also that they maximise the income from the properties to serve them in their portfolio. Because if you can do that as a deal packaging, a deal packager, boys and girls, you are going to be insanely successful. So let me help you with that now. So in my own portfolio, my own portfolio, which is long-standing, it's been there around, um, I have been affected as a landlord. Don't forget your investors are going to become landlords. So we have to instill into them proper landlording, proper grade A landlording skills, okay? And also, for you as a deal packager, if you can guide your investor, who may be new to the landlording game, right? If you can guide them to get the best tenants that are not going to give them any difficulties going through and make sure their rent is paid so that the deal, cash flow in the deal is maintained and everyone's happy smiley people, okay, and we do more deals, right? This is A, going to lift your esteem with your investor because you know how to do it. They may not. And secondly, it's going to produce more business, repeat business for you because if you've got happy investor, you get more business from the happy investor. No one buys just one deal, right? You get more business from them and then you build the relationship with them and then, you know, here's what I've seen, right? Then you move to partners as opposed to deal packager investor so you can joint venture together and then finally they will lend you money on a fixed return basis for you to buy your own scheme so this is really important you know you've got to think medium to long term here guys medium to long term is about you and uh yep of course you're going to keep packaging deals but you want to you don't want to give everything away you want to keep the cream the actual cream, the 25% BMV deals in London, right? You probably want to keep them for yourself. So here's what your uh, investors need to know to be great landlords, to make sure the cash keeps coming in, they don't get interrupted tenancies, and it all works, even in spite of the wider problems in the economy where people's income might be affected by redundancy, whatever, okay? Um so section 24 landlords right they're going to be under even more effect than they were before david explain in two sentences what do you mean by section 24 landlords okay so in the uk in two sentences single let buy to let investors who have owned property in their own names over the last 4 years have uh, got to the point where they can no longer gradually but we're there now they can no longer subtract the mortgage interest payments from their accounts at the end of the year okay they can't do it anymore just at the basic rate and they're all going to be 40 percent taxpayers right um 
they can't do it anymore. So the profit in their portfolio has gone down. The profit in my portfolio has gone down, right? It's it's coming up for the end of my tax year. Um, I've got to get my tax stuff in by the end of January. Many of you are in that position. Uh, I've seen the effect of Section 24 in my portfolio. Now, it's not a surprise to me. I knew it was going to happen. And uh, we made in our portfolio the intellectual decision to leave the properties in our own personal names for other reasons, okay? But we knew Section 24 and the removal of mortgage interest relief from our numbers, our bottom line numbers, was going to hurt us, okay? So what that means and why it's relevant for your investors is this. What it means is the only thing I can do to replace that income is to put the rents up for my existing and new tenants. So rents are going to go up, even though there are more people out there who want property uh, and their income has gone down. How do you square the circle, Dave? Well, keep keep going, team. I'm going to tell you how to do it. And the reason you know how to do it is so that you serve your investors, so you build that property business going forward. Okay. So in my world, for instance, just as a round robin, across my buy-to-let portfolio, right, on average per property, on average per property, I have to raise the rents £80 per calendar month to make my world go round, right, to, well, pause. What I should have said is to maintain the position that I was in before Section 24 came into force, right, fully, okay. So to go back to the 2016, 17 uh, situation, I need to find... £80 per calendar month per property to maintain where I was. That means rents have to go up. That means in my portfolio, I have been approaching uh, my tenants with section 13, section 13, write that down, not if you're driving, but write it down later. Section 13 is the tool that um, landlords can use to raise their rents in certain circumstances might do another episode on that because it's really really important that you know this stuff so that you can tell your investors about it and build your credibility as a property professional okay so i've been serving section 13s where i can in order to get those extra 80 pounds a month so rents will go up rents are going up the other thing that i've found because i own properties in various parts of the UK, two or three different parts of the UK. And here's what I see across the board. At this time, middle of January 2021, the number of rental properties on the market is tiny. In certain areas, certain postcodes where I own property, there are no rental properties available. Uh, I work with letting agents, okay? Two or three of them have told me they have no vacancies in the portfolios they manage. They have no properties to rent. So uh, there's clearly a shortage of rental properties. Maybe those people who used to be owners but have had to sell, take 25% below market value offers, have had to go into rental accommodation, puts even more pressure on the stock, right? So they're coming in, wherever there is a shortage, market forces dictate, rents will go up, especially if you've got landlords like me in the mix who need to put their rent up, uh, rent of their properties up 
um, just to maintain their financial stability. Okay, put them back where they were in 2016, 2017. So rents are going to go up, even though tenants may have less money to spend. Rents are going to go up. There's going to be a shortage of rent. Okay, so you, all of this a bit of a perfect storm for property investors here. So new tenants, right? If you're taking in new tenants, the worry is uh, that your new tenants might credit check today. They come off furlough during 2021. They lose their job. Suddenly their income stopped. So that's going to interrupt your rent. Okay. How do you manage that? So uh, there's plenty of rental models out there in the communities you can look at. Um, friends in the community who say, oh, I've just discovered this. You ought to do it this way. Oh, I've just discovered that. So, you know, strategies that are, you know, they're very long established strategies. I have in the, both, both the strategies I'm now going to share with you, I have participated in these 15 years ago, right, and, and moved away from them. And I think people getting involved today in these particular strategies are going to move away once they move forward. So I'm hearing about the two plus two local housing allowance, universal credit style uh, occupation of a house. Take two tenants, put two tenants in one property, give them two lockable rooms if they're over 35, blah, 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 all that stuff. Might do a different episode on that. But for those of you who know, you know. Those of you who don't know, don't worry, team. I'll talk to you about the two plus two because uh, there are friends in the community who are dusting it off. They think it's new. Somebody told me it was new and not well known. It ain't new. They're dusting it off. But we'll talk about the two plus two LHA, universal credit strategy going forward. And the other focus at the moment is in the care sector. Lots of people trying to get long-term contracts with local care providers um, to get guaranteed rent, guaranteed maintenance, guaranteed everything. I've been there, done that. There's some kinks and nooks and crannies and things you've got to know about that, apart from, the, you know, especially the lending. But I might do, I might do, I might get a guest in. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a guest in to talk about the care sector. But we're going to do it warts and all, right? I'm not just going to promote tenancies in the care sector. We're going to do it warts and all and talk about it. Um, so, okay, Dave. Okay, you've just blown those two out of the water. You're not keen on them. How do I do it? I'm going to tell you right now how to do it. Write this down. Drivers, do it later. Right. Write this down, okay? Because I have had to take on new tenants in my portfolio in the last three months. I've had three new tenants in my portfolio in the last three months. And here is what I've done, and I will continue to do it. Of course, the tenant is credit checked. Of course, they have to pass. All the three applicants in employment currently passed those tests. And I still said I needed more, right? So the letting agency, what do you need, Dave? I want a property-owning guarantor to guarantee every single assured shorthold tenancy that I put in place. Full stop. That statement... Um, it drew a couple of reactions, right? So I, I had letting agents who you know, I leverage out management of my portfolio to scratching their heads a bit and saying, and one or two of them said to me, um, you know, Dave, we're not going to get 
they're not going to be able to get guarantors. They won't get guarantors here. You know, not not in this area because you know they're all. This is you know this is slightly deprived area maybe, and there's a lot of people on universal credit and who you know don't care. I want a property owning guarantor or it stays empty, right? Because I'd rather leave it empty for another four, six, eight weeks than have huge problems with families in my properties who can't pay later okay so i don't mind providing warm dry safe clean accommodation for families to make their forever home that's totally cool that's why i'm in the game right but the financial imperative is i have to have continuous guaranteed rent roll and a lot of your investors are going to feel like that so if you are a deal packager working with investors who are concerned about the rental market this is absolutely key so i have one new tenant god bless her uh she earns 23 grand a year ticked every box no credit history no adverse credit history no issues <clears throat> back in the day uh i would have let the letting agent just let her in on that basis and i said no i want a property owning guarantor oh i don't think she'll be able to get going guess what happened team she produced one right and the property owning guarantor uh, his income is £96,000 a year, right? He's got his own business, right? So um, absolutely, first-class tenant with a property opening guarantor, let them in, and they're in. And I hope she's really happy, and I hope it really works for her. So here's the truth, guys. Over the years as a landlord, wearing my landlord's hat, I have never been, never been knocked by a guarantor, right? I have been knocked by tenants, I've got two tenants misbehaving at the moment. They are not COVID-affected. They have not been made redundant. They're just playing the game in that they know that the uh, ban on tenant eviction has been extended and extended, and as a landlord, there's nothing I can do. So they've just stopped paying the rent. Two tenants I've got in that situation. Only two. I mean, you know, I've got plenty of tenants, right? And all of them, including the commercial ones, uh, doing their very best and are just about making payments. They're making the payments. Okay, but I've got two that are playing the game. Um, to make sure that they all make the payments going forward, no one's coming into my portfolio, any of my properties, without a property-owning guarantor. I've been knocked by tenants in the past, never been knocked by guarantors. So for your investors, might be new to property, might be new to landlording, here's one trick tip skill must do that you can share with them by all means take families in I'm, I'm committed to working with tenants who are maybe single people in a small flat maybe families in a family home I want to work with them I don't want to go off into the sort of gray area styly um strategies that are quite popular at the moment and gaining popularity i want to work with people right but they're gonna have to find a property owning guarantor that ticks the boxes so it might be bank of mum and dad it might be an employer might be a friend might be anyone who's financially in a position to guarantee them okay so let's sum up wow this is a longer episode than i intended let's sum up okay so Prices are going to fall. You're going to see price falls in the UK property market 25 to 33%. Really, David? Where am I going to find those? You're going to find those individually 
with vendors who have been affected by COVID, maybe lost their jobs, maybe redundant, furlough ended. That's all going to unwind during 2021. So I'm not saying that the market overall is going to drop 25%. I am saying that there's going to be individuals within the property market who have to take a 25% below market offer. Okay, it's going to... Unwind going forward, you're going to see rental rentals rise. Rentals rise, one, because there's no rental property available and the shortage means price is going to go up. Two, because the uh, landlords existing, old school landlords who have been affected by Section 24, in my case, I have to put the prices of my rental properties up £80 a month to put myself back in the situation that I was in 2016, 2017. That's the truth of it. Someone's going to pay. So the government taxes the landlords, because we're a soft option, and that is the cost of that is just passed on to the tenants. Crazy, right? But that's where we are, okay? And that's why I believe, I believe that Section 24 is going to get reversed at some point. COVID's a big... Uh, a big issue, you know, muddy in the water. But I've believed that from the start. I still believe it now. I hope I live long enough to see it, okay? And deal packages, right? If you're out there and you're bringing people who are new to landlording, or maybe not so new to landlording, into your family of investors, make sure that they set the property up correctly and get tenants who they know are going to pay the rent because you've got a property-owning guarantor standing behind them. Okay, I'm going to pause it there. Um, There's all sorts of um, issues that I touched on during this episode. I'm going to fish them out and I'm going to expand on them in, in episodes to come. Right, so I'll go deep dive into the issues that we've touched on, and I've I've just wriggled past because that wasn't the point of this episode. Uh, but I've got so much I want to share. I want you to keep listening. I want to say thank you, thank you for um, your support, for listening to me wittering on in your ear, whether whatever you're doing, driving, running, ironing, who knows? Right. Um, thank you for listening. I've just had my biggest ever day of downloads on Property Sourcing Profits uh, podcast. Um, Monday of this week, it was nearly a 1,000 downloads. One day, 1,000 downloads on this podcast. It was just extraordinary. So thank you. Um, if, if you like it, tell your friends, right? If, I don't know why you like it. It's just me dribbling and spitting into a microphone. <laughs> Mrs. S is going to got quite a clear up job today. This has been a long one. Okay, but um, I love to have you with me and thank you so much for your generous support. Property sourcing profiteers, get out there. Start talking to people. I'm going to tell you how to do that during the current crisis that we're in in episodes to come. We're going to sell all of them. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.